This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Week 16 of WFUV Sports' One-on-One's NFL Friday. Kenny Ducey and Nick Legerfo. I'm back on the mic after, I think the last show I did was week five, getting shafted by the guys in the back yeah, there. Yeah, I think I have haven't been on since week two, so it's been a long hiatus for this us is, both. This is Nick's. This is it. <sighs> we're not going to get emotional here, are we? Let's, let's talk some football, Kenny. we gotta, we got to talk I some can't, football. <laughs> I just, I need a, I need a moment. This in. is Nick's last last uh, show at FUV, so yeah, we gotta make it. We're gonna we're gonna cherish gotta it for it all it's worth. It's week sixteen. This is one of my favorite weeks because it's championship uh, week in fantasy football. As Jim Rome would say, it's knobs v tools in fantasy football. If you made it this far, you have no life, and I don't have a life. <laughs> we're talking about some football. There was a professional I- sport. There were two professional football teams playing last night, Nick. That's all I'll say. That's it. That's all I'll say. I mean, do we need to go any further? I, I mean, at this point, they're both looking for next year, right? I mean, you know the game's bad when, like, the game stops and, like, the team is cheering when a guy gets a sack to get a $600,000 bonus. Like, it's just, like <laughs> that was the main storyline of the game. Well, I, I don't actually, look- though, we were, we were talking about this a little bit on the pre-production that I think the Jaguars, this could be good. For the Jags to head into the off season on, on a winning note, uh, why you, you, you head down pick, the season? Man. I mean, you look at you look at what they were able to do here. Bortles is starting to play well. Uh, he could be one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, him and Derek Carr, I would say, are the best quarterbacks in this class so far. And uh, when you you start to build up momentum, move it towards next year, see what you can do. At this point, they're not going to get the number one overall pick. Might as well win a couple games, make you feel good. Bringing it to the offseason with some momentum. I mean, I do agree a little bit with that because you heard um, you heard the reception last night after the game from the Jaguars that they were very excited about the fans kind of being into it, and um, it they like, were. It was a great atmosphere for them. They they're not used to seeing close football games. I mean, you you don't have much to cheer for if you're a Jaguars fan, and I I know of one personally who's actually who lives in the Bronx if you can believe that and he he was thrilled I I was talking to him the other night what you know do you want to see your team tank it and he was like of course not I want to see him win out they love it they do and the Jaguars with board I, I like Bortles a lot see look we're talking about the game we're not talking about the Titans we're not talking about the game we're talking about the Jags we're talking because, about practice. <laughs> I think game. I think Bortles is their franchise guy I I, I like Marquise Lee um, I think they have some nice pieces there, and yeah, I, I think that you get a nice guy. You, maybe you go for a line, like a defensive playmaker, in the draft. Maybe you go for an offensive lineman. I mean, you already you already kind of went O line a couple of years ago. I don't know. It could be good. As for the Titans, looks like looking like the number one pick. Um, now I'm biased because I'm a Jets fan. I'm going to well, say that they shouldn't it, go. It's them and and Tampa, correct? Yeah, I. I it's it's going to be close down the stretch. I think it's going to go to the Titans. That's just my your gut's I, telling you Titans. Uh, yeah, they're they're trying to lose. They have clipboard Jesus back there at quarterback. Clipboard Jesus is not leading you to victory anymore this season. Like you had your clipboard Jesus at the beginning of the year, then you bench clipboard Jesus. This is what's going to happen. 
You know? Kapoor Jesus ain't, ain't, ain't around for this. Are you, who, Charlie Whitehurst? Yeah, is Kapoor that, Jesus. Is that what we're getting at? Uh, all right, they I wasn't familiar with Jesus. the term here. <laughs> really? I, I thought everyone called him Kapoor I, I Jesus. I wasn't calling him that because Because just, he has the long He looks I, like I guess Jesus he and he holds like Kevin a clipboard. Kelly. Yes. He kind of looks like Kevin Kelly. Right. I see that resemblance. If you said Kevin Kelly on a Titans, in a Titans uniform, I would have gotten what you're talking about. But I, th- I think I think you look at the Titans and you can only think what, what might have been. Uh, you, you have both of your quarterbacks get hurt for the year, and you, you kind of just have to bring it in at that point and that's, that's the thing, though. for a loss. Do you hope that Mettenberger is your guy? I think Mettenberger is the guy. I think, I think Jake Locker, too. Jake Locker's the that experiment is over right. in well, my mind. And I feel really uh, bad for Jake Locker cuz I think he's still very talented. The guy just can't stay away from injuries. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I I agree with that. I I think he he got a tough break being on a a Titans team that wasn't ready for him and he got beat up as a young quarterback, which we're starting to see a lot of these guys get beat up. You know, one one guy that comes to mind is uh David Carr. You look at him, he his career was ruined by because of that. Well, Jake I mean, Locker, you put him in the same category, probably. Well, well Jake Locker's a, a run, you know he's he's a running quarterback. I mean, there are countless more running quarterbacks like RG three in the early stages right now of his career being defined by injuries. We'll get to by the way the Redskins a little bit later. Actually, I mean, you want to just do it right now? I mean, before we go into the Giants and the Jets, like let's just talk about quickly the overview of the NFL right now because there, I need to get this off my chest right now, and it's it's about Jay Cutler. Okay, because this is this is it, Jimmy Clausen. This, this is undoubtedly going in. All right, here it the comes. Biggest story in the NFL this week, and that's Jay Cutler getting benched for Jimmy Clausen. By the way, did you see this guy? He's a producer for CSN. He tweeted out that Jimmy Clausen made a mistake when he changed his name. He didn't change his name to Jim, and the same goes for Joey Harrington, who didn't <laughs> change his name to Joe. And he's like, you don't see it wasn't. It wasn't Johnny Elway, and it wasn't Joey Montana. You know, and and I, know, I thought that was hilarious, and that that got a lot I, of. It's not Tommy Brady, right? That's Tom why Bra- I think he yeah, said that too. People guess, people laughed a lot at that, and then they, yeah, that's good. And SB Nation went through and made a list of all like Ronnie Lott and like Eddie George and like all the like the the you know kind of nicknames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, that was very dumb. But Jay Cutler to me has a lot to give as a quarterback, and look. I'll be real here. I was I was watching his and hers yesterday, and that was only because my 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 tweet was on there or whatever because I was featured on there. But I was watching Herm Selfless Edwards, plug. right? Herm <laughs> Edwards was talking about the fact. I, 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 like I don't know why I had to go here for this weird analysis, and I don't really like enjoy Herm Edwards. All right, Edwards's. let's get let's get to the. Analysis. He was saying that Jay Cutler is not a volume passer. Like Jay Cutler has thrown uh, he's kind of a guy who you know is not going to throw 400 passes i mean or, or he should throw about 400 passes and the same thing with Tony Romo like Tony Romo because of DeMarco Murray hasn't had to throw as much and you know guys like that they're gunslingers like Cutler if you ask Cutler to throw 600 times in a season he's going to get picked off and i think especially there when you have Matt Forte you know, you would think that you can establish some sort of good balance there but it's the offensive line i mean that's really where the problem is here Jay Cutler never has any time to throw, and they're not very good run blockers right. either, well, so you can't get a running game going. Well, the thing the with Jay Cutler is, is I, I just feel like everyone just likes to make excuses for the guy. When he was in Denver, it was, oh, he's not getting along with Josh McDaniels. I mean, that was uh, they're just going to send him out, Mike Shanahan. 
and now he comes over to the Bears. It's oh, he doesn't have an offensive line. He can't ten get it five, done. He had, he had two seasons with ten wins. I mean, yeah, it, but I mean, he never gets it done in the big game. That's that's his big knock. Him, Tony Romo, that's their big knock. They're great quarterbacks in regular season. Tony even, Romo's even gotten Phillip a lot Rivers, of big games this year. Uh, this year, it's is the exception though. He's won a it's, playoff game before. I mean, do we? I mean, does anyone one ever playoff play? game? How many playoff games has he been to? Uh, what three? Yeah, I think it's three. So one out of three. That's, That's not, not very good. He, That's he, not very good. Tony Romo is a very good quarterback. I I would say he's good, but his big problem is he has he doesn't win the close game. Jay Cutler, same thing. He, he Philip Rivers, leads, same thing. I think all those guys are in the, the same NFL category. NFL in game winning drives in the fourth quarter over the past three years or something like that. Yeah, like but he is incredible. He hasn't led his team to the to the playoffs in the past three years, has he? Right, but you said he doesn't win close games, and we're not talking about Tony Okay, right we're, now, we're, talking, we're talking about a game, is, obviously, game is on the line obviously, with the season on the line. Tony Romo's in there. To, to How many years? It's been three years in a row. Dallas has gone into the last game of the season against a division opponent with a chance to win the NFC East, and they haven't gotten it done. Well, they're not going to have that problem this year because well, the, they've already this won year the, is the This year is the exception to the rule. And you're going to see Tony Romo go to the NFC Championship game. All right, we're, we're going to get into that a little later because I, you will. That's a prediction, I, I but we'll put it in the really picks. See, yeah, we'll see that. We'll, yeah. we'll see that play out because yep. I, I don't yep. necessarily yep. agree with that one. But but Jake, <laughs> J, uh, ooh, Mike, back to yeah, Jay Cutler. A little trouble with your mic there. Jay Cutler to me is, is a guy who can. I think you tra- he's going to get traded. Uh, perfect. I think for the I Jets, know where. Opinion. Yeah, perfect, I knew that was coming. I, as soon as you started mentioning Jay Cutler, I I could see oh, where you were going. Bring, with that I one. mean, bring me Jay Cutler. I, I, Jay Cutler to me, especially. I, I was thinking about this. Think about Jay Cutler on the the first two Mark Sanchez led Jets teams. Where what, what was it? 2010, 2011, like those those two years, or maybe 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011, like those two years. The, whatever the first two years of the Rex Ryan era, you put Jay Cutler on that team. That team wins Super Bowl. Think about think about Mark Sanchez was able to lead that team to the AFC Championship game. He barely did anything. Jay Cutler is a guy who can make a play with his arm. But here's the thing, though. During that entire two-year stretch, Jay Cutler wouldn't have had to rely on his arm. He would have had LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Green, who are an incredibly effective run combination, one of the best offensive lines in the game. And he had three legit receivers. I mean, that that would have been the perfect, perfect scenario for Jay Cutler. Think, I mean, think about it. And, and I, I don't, like, I, I understand that, it's it's laughable because it's the Jets and it's Jay Cutler and oh ha 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 very funny but when you look at Jay Cutler's game he has been successful he has been a good quarterback two ten win seasons you know a few years ago I I you put him on that Jets team I think he could at least go to the Super Bowl he would have won that AFC Championship game because he would have been the difference I mean he he is such an upgrade over Mark Sanchez I think especially first two you know rookie and sophomore Mark Sanchez I mean do you agree with that? I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. I, I think it's hard to say that Jay Cutler would be the difference in on those two years. Though. I, I really, yeah, but, I, but I the still running think game that. was so good. They, st- because you look at what Mark Sanchez was able to do uh, offensively, it's not like he was a dud. I mean, he no. had so, he had a couple of passes down the field. He was doing. I, he I've was always doing said stuff. that he was good, but I think that Jay Cutler in that stage was better than Mark Sanchez. So I'm saying if you have an even better quarterback. All I'm saying is it just seems like there's been so many excuses for Jay Cutler. And I'm tired of the excuses. You know, at at a certain point it's, okay, shut up and play football and let's see what you can do. Get it done on the field. If a guy doesn't perform in the NFL, he's gone. 
except Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, for some reason, has had this extended leash. Oh, he doesn't have an offensive line. Oh, he's not getting along with the offensive coordinator. Let him back into the, into the game and see what he can do. This year, it's been abysmal for him. All right, quick, quickly, Johnny Manziel, does he bounce back this week? I think he does. And and here we are criticizing Jay Cutler. because the, And the difference is, here's, here's what I'll say for Johnny Manziel. I, I think he needs a little bit more time to to go out there and, and see what he can do. Peyton Manning had a horrible rookie season, right? and he turned out to be a pretty right. darn good quarterback. They're I also th- very different types of guys. I, I know what I'm saying is what I'm saying is a young quarterback in this league yeah. is it's not expected. It's not a normal thing for a young quarterback to just come in and and take a team to the Super Bowl or take a team to the right, NFC Championship yeah. game or, or even whatnot. Russell Wilson when he did that he didn't throw the ball that many times. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I think I think Johnny Menzel and and Mike Watts and I were talking about this on our one on one last week. Uh, I think it's going to be a great thing for Cleveland. I think he he just needs a couple more years to work on his passing, but he's an exciting player in this league. He he has the potential to be an exciting player in this league. I mean, you look at his college numbers, and I don't want to like read too much into that. But he wrote the book. He rewrote the record books in in college yeah. football, and I I just think it's going to be a great thing for Cleveland. And I think. You look at this game, yes, he played bad, but I think there's a lot of room for him to grow, and I think he, he will get better from this. All right, a couple notes. Arizona, they have a playoff berth. They can clinch uh, the division with uh, if they win out and a bye and home field advantage. Um, also, the Cowboys may be without DeMarco Murray at a, a, a bone break, and um, there's growing expectation that he will play, according to Todd Archer. Uh, of ESPN.com. Philly went from leading the NFC East and competing for a bye to outside the playoff picture. Same thing happened to the Packers, too. The Packers now in limbo of, of missing the playoffs. They're in the sixth spot in the NFC uh, after being in position to win their division. After and being get a bye. anointed the, the yeah. favorites to win the Super Bowl Crazy. not too long ago. I, I mean, I, it's just night and day with that team when they're not at home. 7 uh, 0 at home this year, 3 and 4 on the road. It's, it's unreal. And, and I don't think a lot of people expected. We all know that the Bills have a good pass rush, but I don't. I don't think we expected them to to dominate the way they did. Yeah, tr- try to just try to explain this NFL season. You, you really, you really can't. Uh, one thing you can explain: the Jets being terrible. Kelly Coltis explains this version this week, this episode of the Jets being terrible. One thing we all know Rex Ryan wants for Christmas is a win over the Patriots. These have been hard to come by in his time with the Jets, and this year it doesn't seem likely either. The Jets sit at 3-11, while the Patriots are at 11-3, the playoff spot already locked up. Still, Rex doesn't see it as a three-win team versus an 11-win one. You know, we're approaching it as if, you know, we're 11-3 also. Like, it doesn't matter the, the type of work, the preparation, and the kind of mentality that we're going to take into this game. And we know they're taking the same one. Believe me, they're not looking at us as a 3-11 and team, I promise you. But what does this team really have to play for? Well, after their win against the Titans, they basically won their way out of a chance for a top draft pick. So all that's really left for the Jets is pride and a positive ending for Rex Ryan. 
it's highly likely that Sunday's game will be the last time Rex coaches for the Jets at home. What better going away present for him than a win over his rival? Rex has, however, softened his tone against Belichick and the Patriots in recent weeks. See, I think it's a better question with like Belichick or something and I, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, maybe yeah, hang out, drink beer too. He's actually a pretty good guy. But still, it's pretty obvious Rex would love this as a Christmas present this year. Can the Jets do it, though? That I'm not so sure. Geno Smith at quarterback never makes me feel sure of anything, and it's really hard to bet against Tom Brady. While I think the Jets will keep it close at least for a while, I'm going to take the Patriots 34, Jets 24. It's really hard to stop Tom Brady, especially when Darrell Rivas plays on the same side as him. With the... I'm Kelly Coltis, WFUV Sports. A wonderful season of Jets coverage from Kelly Coltis this year, and she brings you our Jets report. Wonderful song in the background there. Oh, come on. It's a classic. 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 Throwback to 1994. Yeah. So, 24 points, though. That's a little overzealous to me. I don't think, especially against that that Patriots team, the Jets are scoring 24 points. You remember what happened to the Bears when they played the Patriots? That's like what's going to happen to the Jets. Like they're just going to lose like forty-two seven, Tank City. But you don't look at you look at that game they played uh, earlier in the season. You don't put any stock in that, do you? The twenty-seven twenty-five because the Jets were a field goal away from winning that one. I don't know. I I think that that was a well. They had, and Pat well, Burns is is telling me that that was on a Thursday night defending his his Pats back there. But uh, I I don't know. I think in a rivalry game like this. Uh, the most dangerous animal is a wounded animal, and the Jets are definitely a wounded animal. Uh, are they going to knock off the Patriots? I don't necessarily know that, but I would say that it's it's going to be closer than people think. I think it'll be close, just because it's it's you know a rivalry game, and those things are always great. Um, I really hope it's not close because I have the Patriots D in fantasy, but um, but uh, I I I think that. The Jets failed to put up 21 points. I, I just don't see, like, what about this offense gives you the impression that, oh, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, they could compete with the Patriots. Like, wh- like what? I, I don't, like, Percy Arvin, like, what, one catch last week? I mean, he's basically a, a non-existent right now in this offense. So it's not like you can say that he's that much, you know, that far ahead of the curve. And the defense i mean the secondary is awful the secondary is even worse than it was when they played in the first time around remember they had i believe they had milner for that game they don't have milner now they have i mean everyone's hurt yeah it's it's been a a rough season for the jets to say the least but i i mean you look for something positive second in the league right now in rushing yards really in offensive rushing yards or, or defensive rushing yards you mean yeah, defensive rushing yards, yeah. 147. I mean, they've always had a great run defense. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at that, and if you can keep the you can keep the Patriots one dimensional, you contain Legarrette Blunt. Maybe you you use your pass rush to get after Brady. And the Giants showed a couple of years ago that all you really need is a good pass rush against the Patriots to knock them off. Yeah, I, I think that in general, like uh, the the. The Patriots are susceptible to that. I mean, they've always been susceptible to that. I really love the Bills, and I think that going forward, like next year, the Bills are going to make a lot of noise against the Patriots in that division because they rush the passers so well. I mean, one of these years, 
they have to kind of fall, right? I mean, like, the Patriots aren't going to win the AFC East every single year for the rest of eternity. Like, someone's going to take it from them. I, I, I think the Bills have a good chance next year. We're looking forward to next year. I, I think the Jets, with a quarterback and offensive line improvement, I mean, that offensive line's old now. You need new. I mean, Mangold's fine. I'm not. You're smiling. I'm not saying they're going to be a top two or even I'm, top I'm just, three team. I'm just taking this all in. I, I'm I really the, curious I to see Jets, your insights. I mean, I think the Jets are the new Bills. I think the Jets are the, the new. The Jets bottom are the new team. Bills. Because right. the Dolphins, I, I mean, the Dolphins are. It's going to be a change Dolphins. of regime. I mean, the Jets are year. the Jets are clearly the worst team in that division. The thing that's really saddens me, and I wasn't a big, you know, I, I wasn't a really big supporter of Rex Ryan. You know, the brashness and and you know the outlandish speech and and how his team was going to win the Super Bowl every year. Those bold predictions, but it really saddened me when you see in the in Kelly's Jets report, Rex Ryan. You know, changing his his whole it mentality, really his, his persona is totally gone. Everything he ever stood for, his brashness, his his outgoing nature, his personality with the media, he's so soft right now, and it's it's such a sad thing to see a guy that built his character on on all those principles, and they're just not even there anymore. It is, and look, in reality, is it his fault that the Jets are at this stage? No, I mean their defense has been. Always if pretty you, good in, in his tenure there. If you look at the NFL coach nowadays, though, like it's similar to college. Like, you have to be a good recruiter. Rex Ryan pulls guys they love uh, out of free agents, right? I mean, they, they love they to play get, for him. He is so great at getting guys to sign there. Now, is that a trait that's good enough to you know that's valuable enough to keep him there? No, but I mean, I think you couple that with his defensive ability. I mean, he's a great schemer defensively. He, I don't think, has ever had a good offensive coordinator. I mean, Schottenheimer, even with the Rams this year, I mean, I, I don't, I, I still see people questioning the play calls that they make. Um, Morningweg has not been good. I mean, Tony Sperano is, is with the Raiders now. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and hits. And we know even, how they're doing. Right. I, I just, he, he's never had a good coordinator. I mean, that's that's the end of the. I mean, that's bottom line right now. And I think for Rex Ryan to succeed, you need to give him a good quarterback and a good. Uh, not even a good coordinator. Either a good coordinator or a good quarterback. Yeah, but you don't necessarily need a good quarterback. I always, to win the I always, right. I always think though. I always think about what happens if Rex Ryan and Peyton Manning were paired. Like if if Rex ever had Peyton, he would be the one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm, I'm willing to say that because because think about that. If you have a quarterback like that, that's so good that he can basically call his own game. I, I mean, Peyton Manning is is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. If you have the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably, with a guy who's a defensive genius and a That's motivator a and a guy who pulls guys out of free agency, pretty like, oh combo. hey, come play with Peyton. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just sad. Like he had like, like he had potential, and I still think he does a little bit. But right now, he's going to get fired, and he's going to go to ESPN. That's the end. That's the bottom line. You think? He, uh, I think what would be worse for the Jets is if, if he leaves the Jets and ends up going to. Another team in the division. He's not going to. Comes a coordinator, comes back and beats him. I, I could see that happening. It could, but I, I'm pretty I, sure I've heard that that when he leaves, it, he's going to go to TV. It would make sense. I think he has the personality for TV. I, I think, think that's he what he wants a, to do right a good now. Good fit. Think about it. he made stacks with the Jets. Like he made stacks for five years with the Jets. He's set. He made his money. And he didn't get the success. He's a, he's a well-known icon. I mean, he at went. This point. He had success with the the Ravens already as a defensive coordinator. I mean. I, but don't you think he wants to win as a as a head coach? Yeah, but I mean, I th- think, look at how tough that is. I think that could be 
that could be the in- incentive enough. No one's going to hire him, though. I, who, who needs a coach right now? I mean, he's a great defensive that, that coach. I, I, Anybody who has an off a, a really good right, offense. But right now, I mean, that's not. It's a passing league. There's no space for a ground and pound guy. Who won? Who won the Super Bowl last year? But that's not. That that's a West Coast style. Op- I mean, that, that's not a ground and pound type team. The Seahawks are definitely ground and pound. I. I I I like to think they're. I mean, the, they don't. The they run the were the passing team. I guess so. The Broncos were the passing right. team, and the Seahawks were a defensive-oriented team that run the football with Marshawn Lynch and occasionally. So I guess it comes back to a. Quarter, I guess it comes back to a quarterback then. No, it doesn't come back to the quarterback. It comes down to a defense wins championships. But and Rex, Rex Ryan, Ryan had the, the best, best defenses in the in the first two years of his regime, and they the they almost made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think they're held back by – they've always been held back by a court. I mean, it's just sad because Sanchez was a game manager. He did enough for the team. But, I mean, if they had ever if they ever had somebody who did a little bit more, that's why I was – brings us back to the Jake Cutler argument. I think if Jake, Jake Cutler was the guy who could give you just a little bit more when you need it. <laughs> Jake Cutler. I think Pat Burns wants to see Jake Cutler on the Bears I think, next year. I think Jake Cutler I think that could be – or the Bills, rather. Yeah, the Bills. No. I, I He's think, already on the Bears. I think – I. I I think that Jay Cutler is going to go either. I think Jay Cutler is going to go to the Jets. I, I I really do. They need they the Jets are they've been active in trades. They need a quarterback. You they don't think him. they build through the draft? They're not going. They're not going to get Mariota, and or they're not going to get Winston. No, they're not going to get. They're going to have the the fourth pick, and Tampa Bay is going to take a quarterback, and yeah, that's Tennessee true. might take a quarterback. And right there, I mean Tennessee at three, they're already above you. The, the, I mean, I just think that they can go 1-2 or 1-2-3, and the Jets could be out of luck. What about RG3? That's an interesting talk one. talk that he could be exiting uh, Washington, maybe. I mean, and I think the Jets would also take him. Or Kaepernick. I mean, that's the thing. That I don't think either of those guys, I don't think any of those guys are moving besides Jay Keller. I mean, I think that you'd be dumb to trade Colin Kaepernick right now. Jim Harbaugh. I think they would be dumb to get rid of Harbaugh. Yeah. If we're, get, if oh, we're getting into that debate. Cr- I think that's so stupid. They were a mediocre football team for so many years. Jim Harbaugh comes in. He's the common nut. He takes was, them to the NFC he Championship. He that team. And then, like, what? what, what I, we're talking about the Jets here, I, I know. But, like, why before this season was that ever discussion that, okay, he's gone? Like, why? I, I don't get it. I, and I was watching the Niners game You come in and you Seahawks, just undermine I, the head coach like that. And I just, listened to, uh, to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Love Joe Buck talking about how Jim Harbaugh, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be gone right. from from the 49ers. But they decided and that already. It's unbelievable. Up management undermined, undermined I, Jim Harbaugh. I don't Harbaugh. think I've I ever seen a, a coach with the amount of success that he's had in such a short amount of time just be discarded the way he has. It's it's so unbelievable. He's going to he's gonna, he's gonna get a great job, whether it's Michigan or whether he's traded to the Raiders or, hell, maybe even the Jets. Um, speaking of the Jets, prediction time. I say Patriots 37, Jets 17. 37-17. I really think it's that much of a blowout. As many good games as we've seen between these two teams, there have also been a fair share of bad ones. This is a bad one. 45-3, butt fumble. That's, it's not going to be 45-3. That's one to come to mind. I think, I, I think it could be. I think the Jets are going to score 10, and the Patriots are going to score Forty-two. Nope. I don't. I don't. Forty-two think so. ten. All right. We'll leave it there, and we're going to move on to the other team in New York. And our giant support with Christian O'Hara on tap. 
the Giants have won two games in a row. Last Sunday, the team played a full 60 minutes and came away with a win against Washington 24-13. Starting quarterback Colt McCoy injured his neck on the first series of the game, and Robert Griffin III came in and provided somewhat of a spark to the offense in the first half. However, a controversial ruling that Griffin fumbled the ball before reaching the end zone on the last play of the first half lit a fire under the Giants and helped them play a much better second half. Griffin was sacked seven times on the day, and Jason Pierre-Paul seemed to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, exploding off the ball and recording two and a half sacks. On the other side of the ball, the offense was in rhythm as Odell Beckham Jr. continued his early success in the NFL, scoring three touchdowns as well as catching 11 passes for 143 yards. Eli Manning was also effective, throwing for three touchdowns, 250 yards, and completing just over 67% of his passes. Now, the G-Men face a tough test on the road as they get ready to face Jeff Fisher and the St. Louis Rams. Here's what Coach Coughlin had to say about the matchup. The expectation level is of a, a very physical football game. Jeff's an excellent football coach and uh, played against him for many, many years. The Rams have beaten some of the best teams in football. They've recorded home victories over both of last year's Super Bowl participants, the Seahawks and the Broncos. They also have a stellar defense. I believe the key to this game for New York will be to obtain a lead early and try to establish the running game with Andre Williams. Also, the defense will have to maintain its great play from the past two weeks. If JPP can have another big game, that will spell trouble for the Rams' offense. While I do like the way the Giants have been playing recently, I don't see them extending their winning streak to three on Sunday. I like the Rams in a close one, 24-21. With the Giants report, I'm Christian O'Hara, WFUV Sports. All right, thank you, Christian. The Giants, well, they're they're kind of just as bad uh, as the Jets. I mean, they, this is this is a this is a bad team. Uh, they beat Washington twenty four thirteen. After, oh my goodness, can you believe? Can you believe that touchdown got wiped off the board? The RG three one. I mean, what? I, I don't I even mean, know. What sometimes to say. you need a little luck if you're the Giants, and it just hasn't been bouncing <laughs> their way this year. They get a lucky oh, call. That's, I mean, what think, it, that's what I sum it up. That to. changes the game so much. Though. Oh, it definitely does. And I does. just, I, I loved it. I was like, oh my god. I, I was sitting courtside with with uh, DJ Sixsmith at MSG. We're about to do the game, and I we had that on the monitor. And I saw oh, that yeah, touchdown. Like, yeah. oh my I was, god, RG three, uh, and he just like the ball. <laughs> he was hype, man. It was he was so hype. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, great. That was a good, good thing for the Giants to get the win. Uh, but I I don't know. I I mean I I look at this offense right now, and I think maybe they're starting to figure it out. How about um, how about Odell, that, man? Lord, yeah, Lord, exactly. Odell. Uh, I mean, you look at what they have offensively. They already have Eli, and now some people are going to argue that. He's not the franchise quarterback in the future, but they're just blatantly wrong. Uh, Eli's going to be a big fixture that a lot of teams would really envy. Uh, so he's going to be there for a, or a little while. You got Odell. Victor Cruz is going to come back. You combine that with Randall on on the other side. That's a good uh, no, three receiver no, set. No, Randall, dude, come on. Randall's Randall. been doing well this oh, year. Yeah, Randall sucks. You have I'm a three right receiver now. set. Three receiver set. I mean, oh, he's, like, is he good enough God. to be a one receiver? No, but when you have Odell Beckham out there, dude, Randall, and, and then you put oh, Ruben Randall, yeah, you jive turkey, man. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think this this is very similar to when Ben McAdoo was 
in his first year with the Green Bay Packers. They went 4-8 and eight to start the year. They ended up winning the last four games that season, finished the year at 8-8, eight and eight, and then they went on a tear. They dominated the next year, won the Super Bowl. Dude, he is not good. How Randall's can, not good. I, I, I can't I get think, over the fact that you like think that Randall's like a legit piece for this time. I think I he's he's not it. like a he's not a great receiver, but he's a good like outside second option. I don't know. When you have Cruz and, and Odell Beckham out there, the, the thing you put Ruben Randall the, out there, he's gonna get the play. He's gonna get some need, balls. You need a big physical receiver. Is what you need. Odell Beckham has been killing it, man. He has, but I'm saying. Victor Cruz, Victor Cruz is the not slot a number one guy. He's a slot guy, exactly. I you didn't say he guy. was a number one guy. You need Hakeem Nix back. That's it. You don't need Hakeem Nix back. You do. Get out. Get out of here with that. You you see what he's doing nowadays? Look at, yeah, he's, but look, he's been I'm not saying up the I'm field not, in the I'm last two years with the Giants. Need, he was I'm not horrible. Need, I'm not saying you need like exactly Hakeem Nix, but you need the type the same I type think, of guy. You need I a guy with a dude's big Odell with Beckham big hands. is that same type of guy because he's taking he's the not, coverage. He's not tall and he's not a, a physical. But he's receiver. he's the same type of game breaker that Hakeem Nix was in his prime right now. He has taken the place as the number one guy for the Giants. I love Everyone how we, knows that. I love how we say that, too. Like, Hakeem Nix in his prime. Like, Hakeem Nix is, like, what, 26? Like, yeah, yeah, like his his good season, I guess. His <laughs> 2011, he's, yeah, he's 2010. It's just, it's just hilarious. Uh, it's just he fell off real quick. Those knee injuries, man, they they, uh, they get uh, to I, you. I, just, I still think that they're one away because I, I, I think, think they're the one problem away. problem is, is in the receiver no, no, I don't. Right but now? I'm just saying, like, I think There's for Victor... There's so many more problems with this Giants team. For that, Victor Cruz to be where he needs to be, he needs one more receiver on the outside. But regardless, Washington... I mean, well, look look when they won the Super Bowl. All right, I'm, I'm just going to finish this real, real quick. Mario Manningham was the number three guy, and he makes the right. big play but he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Be- he's better than Randall. I'd say he's pretty much on par with Ruben Randall. Ah, uh, no. They're very similar quality don't like Don't like Randall. Randall ain't making that catch that Manning had made. Uh, who knows? Randall ain't you don't know that, that. I do know that. You don't know I that. I do know that. Though Odell Beckham is making that catch. Odell Beckham it's is crazy making how, every catch. It's crazy how he just changed this whole team. I, I just And it's weird because you can win a Super Bowl, and in fact, a lot of times you win a Super Bowl without a stud receiver like that. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the Seahawks last year; they really didn't have like Percy Harvin. Kind of came on late season, but he wasn't the guy who he, no, he wasn't won the, the Super Bowl for them. And yet, Doug Baldwin and, and you know Golden Tate. Golden Tate. I mean, those aren't guys that are great, great, great receivers. And even with the even with the Packers, like when they won, like James Jones and Greg Jordan, Jennings. right? Greg Jennings was like good, but I he like he was top class, but he wasn't like elite. I just. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a top five guy. Oh, Odell I, Beckham, I like really right, think, even right now, yeah. is like a top five guy. Like he's he's in that like Julio Demarius to me. I mean, and he's still young and like I think he still has a little bit to prove. But I mean, right? He's right up there, I think, with Julio and Demarius and um and some of the stuff. I mean, I don't think he's Calvin Johnson yet, but the point is, I mean, oh, he's a different style receiver. You look at people were talking about the Cowboys. And the fact that Des Bryant is not that valuable to them because you just don't need a guy like that anymore. You don't need a, a big-time receiver on the outside. But like when you look at the way that Odell Beckham's been able to find himself open, I, I just the way he gets open, the way he makes he catches everything, it's 
it's hard to cover him. And that's you've seen Eli play a lot better. I mean, obviously last week, well, last weekend's a bad example because the Redskins are terrible against the pass. But well, look, look at the last couple of games. You throw out, you throw out the San Fran game. Uh, you include a, a matchup against Seattle in there where they were winning a majority of that game. Uh, they put up a twenty-one nothing lead against Dallas, Jacksonville, back-to-back weeks. They didn't end up winning the game. They fell apart late, but the offense has shown flashes of something great that could be happening next year. I, I it's not going to happen this year. It's too late. But you, it's it's going to go back to that same discussion we had about the Jaguars. What do you what, what do you, you do with that? You go into these last two games, build some momentum with your offense, start to figure it out. Who knows? Next year could be a year that the Giants compete again. What do you do with that defense? What do you do with the defense? I don't like the defense. I think the defense is is going to be coming a long way. That they didn't they need to stop the rush though. That's that's been their Achilles heel all season uh, long. Thirtieth overall in rush defense. Right. I now. just don't get. I don't get what where the optimism comes from with, for that team next year. I mean, the offensive line is atrocious. Yeah. Eli Manning it's can't play without bad. an offensive line. Uh, I mean, not a lot rush, of quarterbacks can play without an offensive line. That's very true. JPP. I think if they, they build what, what offensive linemen in the draft, it, JPP may not even be there next year. Right. I mean, what what is the – the pass rush is kind of gone at this point. I, I just think there is not a guarantee. I mean, you look at what Pew – I mean, Pew was – Pew still – Yet to be determined, but I mean injuries with him this year, and I don't know. I I, I just don't it's like a young offensive line right off now. The offensive line. I mean, you're not going to see a Zach Morton every year where it's like, oh wow, look at this impact rookie at an offensive line. It's kind of a guy who, after three years, you're like, wow, this guy's really solidified himself. Like Nick Mangold. Like then it it took Nick Mangold maybe three years out of the draft, and all of a sudden people were like, this guy's one of the best centers in the NFL. And I just think it kind of takes a little bit, but. Um, that's here, neither here nor there. Uh, let's talk about this week, Nick. The Giants. Uh, They're playing the Rams. Uh, the Rams have a good pass defense. I don't think Eli Manning is has the same week that he did last year or last week. I, I don't see him having a good game. Tenth in passing yards uh, allowed. They held Denver's offense to seven points. Heck, if, if Peyton can't do it, Eli yeah. is not going to do it. And you look at you look at the Giants' ranks right now and. Thirteenth in the league in passing, twenty third in rush, rushing yards per game, ninety nine. Uh, this is this is not the numbers we're used to seeing the Giants put up. And I I don't know I I think the Rams have actually had quietly they've had a good season. I think yeah, not terrible. I think for the Rams, I mean it's not a great season, but the Rams have had a a, a pretty good season. They've had some quality wins. They beat Seattle. They beat uh, San Francisco. They had a win over Denver. Uh, I mean, this is a team that would scare me a little bit if I'm the Giants. And and heading into their place, uh, I think it's going to be a tough win to get, really. Rams, 23. Giants, 10. I think that's a good prediction, but I think the Giants are going to score more than 10. I think I'm going to go a little bit more in the 20. Yeah, I'm going to change my 13. 13? I think the Giants are going to score in the 20 range. All right. And they're going to lose 
It's going to be close. You know who's going to win this weekend? My fantasy team. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Yeah, that's right. Looking at uh, Decker, I hardly knew her in the championship. That's that's what's going on right now. <laughs> wow. That's, Christian O'Hara joins us. Fantasy name. How it you guys is. doing today? Doing well. All right, Christian. man. Hanging in there. Yeah. Glad to have you in here, though. It's great to be here, guys. Eight seven seven nine three eight eight nine zero seven. That's what we're working on today. So, Kenny, you're in the championship. Yeah, I league. am. I am with no. Uh, with, I now here, here's a mistake I made. Uh, my roommate offered me at the time. This was the uh-huh. week before Josh Gordon was come back. He offered me uh, Tom Brady for Josh Gordon straight up. Uh-huh. I didn't do it. He he he. He that wasn't the deal he wanted to do though. He he quickly kind of backed off that. He wanted Alshon Jeffrey and Frank Gore for uh, Tom Brady and Julian Elman. And I said no. I, I don't need wide receivers. I want Jonas Gray. Wouldn't budge. Oh. So I said, okay. I, I decided to do it. But I'm in a championship. Right. No, yeah. Uh, I'm looking is at. Is he in the championship as well? or No, he didn't make the playoffs. Oh, all right. So you did okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I, that you know. And, uh, that was the turning Jeffrey, point in your season. Je- Jeffrey helped me a couple weeks. I mean, he's had a couple big weeks. Um, I, I, I mean, Gore. I, I just dropped Gore. But <laughs> I, I think you. I, I so so here's where I'm at right now. Right. I, I'm streaming quarterbacks uh-huh. at this point. Um, last weekend I streamed Eli. Right. I, I was somehow my opponent thought I would rather go with Johnny Manziel, so he he put in a claim for Johnny Manziel to uh-huh. block me, but I got Eli, so I beat him. Right. And uh, week before that I had a bye. Week before that I started Cam, so I got Cam. I think I'm starting Cam. Okay. But I, I do I do want to ask you my uh, a question because this is this is big. Right. So I got Al, I got Josh McCown, um, who's going against the soft Green Bay D. I got uh-huh. Eli going against the tough um, Rams defense. Cam Newton against Cleveland, who who is actually fourth against quarterbacks okay. fantasy wise this year. And then Alex Smith, very soft matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whew. Um. Alex Smith. Yeah. I think I think Alex Smith against Pittsburgh. Um, I think that you're right. Pittsburgh has been soft through the air, and you know what? This is a game. This is a huge game for the Chiefs. If they if they want to get anywhere in the in this AFC AFC playoff picture, they're gonna have to start, uh, you know, putting some wins together. And here at the end of the year, they only have two weeks left to do it. I think that Alex Smith will go out there, and I'm not so sure how Jamal Jamal Charles will do this week against Pittsburgh. I think that you might see a little bit of the old classic Pittsburgh uh, Steeler run defense, trying to contain Jamal Charles, the main playmaker on that team. So I think Alex Smith is going to have to air it out a little bit more. And I, I honestly think that they could, um, he could pose a threat. And he, when, if he gets something going with Kelsey over the middle, you know. In, in, and that's that not a good, that's three. not a good, de- they struggle yeah, in so, tight ends. So I, I think that um, Kelsey is, is, is another guy to watch. So I would go with Alex Smith. All right. So it's championship week for right. most people. Mm-hmm. So we're obviously not going to be talking about uh, pickups here, right. like free agent pickups. And for the most part, I think that you've got some solid starts yeah. in uh, you know that that you that you feel confident in. But I mean, I'll ask you a couple here. Mm-hmm. First, what's a defense this week that you're streaming that will be oh. available? Oh, that will be available. I, I I have a defense on my sheet here that you should start no matter what. Lions D against the Bears against Jimmy Clausen. 
um, because that is just a no-brainer. Jimmy Clausen, I think, has a one-in-something record as a career starter in the NFL. I think it's 111. Yeah, not very good. Um, yeah, and um, a defense that's on – a defense that would be able to be picked up this week. Well, I mean, the Lions uh, might be out there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check their availability. Maybe the right Ravens. Now. The Ravens against the, the, the Texans. See, Tom Savage. I, I thought that the Texans are actually very – they've been very stingy this year uh-huh. um, to play against. So, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, w- I was streaming the Ravens the last couple weeks. Right. I had them for 23 last week. Um, You're not going to keep them against Tom Savage, though? Is Tom Savage starting quarterback? That's what, that's what, the, that's what the word is. Then I see because I have the the Patriots D right now against okay, coming against off two good weeks okay, yeah, yeah. against the Jets. Yeah, you have a, you have a, uh, the Patriots. That's tough D, for me. That's, that's Let's see. And that game's in Houston, and both that game's on the road in in, in New York. So yeah, I huh. yeah the, I could go for the Ravens D against Tom Savage. I actually right. that that's I don't know. I mean, but Arian Foster has been a problem though. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that the Texans they haven't really had a solid quarterback, but no, this this is for you guys. Only two defenses this year have had. Double-digit point totals, and they've that was ten points right. against the Texans this year. They've been good. Yeah, they, no, they they've been pretty stingy. But to answer your question, you're you're between the Texans and the Patriots. I mean, the Ravens and the probably Patriots. yeah. I would go with the Ravens as the safe bet because you never know what you're going to get at Geno. Um, if Geno goes out there and decides to you know you know reverse tank out there and go for you know three hundred yards and three touchdowns, you never know. And it's at home. It's at home. They're going to want to play spoiler. The Patriots are gunning for that one seed. I don't think they're going to win the football game. But Geno could put up decent enough numbers to maybe ruin that Patriots D start. All right, who are some wide receivers, some flex options here that you'd be remiss not to start? Uh, Jeremy Macklin against Washington. Um, I would go with Mike Evans against Green Bay. And I'd also go with, um, I mean, he's really not a flex option, but Odell against the Rams. Uh, honestly, if the Giants don't get any production out of Odell, they're not going to score on Sunday. So, um, you know, and he, he came off a huge week, right? Too, right? Exactly. So, Three I touchdowns. mean, and Eli, Eli only looks his way anymore, to be honest. And I'm a little bit more with Kenny on that Ruben Randall argument, um, Nick. Oh, but geez. yeah, no, Christian, no, because you know what? I've, I've guy's awful, man. No, I've, I've expected a lot I mean, more. You're the, you're the beat reporter. No, you've been there. So I've expected I'll, a lot more I'll out of Ruben Randall these, these last two years. And he just hasn't shown it for me. Yeah. Well, I, tired, I have man. a, I have a little bit of a debate here because. Right. Tight end situation yeah. has been somewhat of an issue for me. I, I had Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. and I still do actually. But I I figured he would be the the guy week after week at tight end. And these past couple of weeks, he just hasn't been getting it done for me. I'm I'm really perplexed. Do I stick with him, or should I go with a guy like Cody Kobe Fleener? Who's I don't Dallas, I don't like Kobe Fleener right. at all. Wayne uh, Allen's those, back. Those are two of my options, though. So it's, it's I stick Jim, with Graham, Jimmy Graham, or, or Fleener. I mean, he's here. been. You yeah. want to know why? Stick because, with, you got to start your studs. Yeah. That, that's the I, that's, rule. Yeah. Of I know the I, that is yeah. that is my rule. You, you got to go down with but your guys. I look at I look at what happened last week, and and I didn't make it to the championship. Unlike Mr. Kenny Ducey over here, I lost by one point because thanks to Drew Brees getting 375 yards on the dot, that was the the extra 25 yards there to get him right. to 375 was was the deciding factor in my game and and Peyton Manning I had Peyton Manning and Jimmy Graham on my team and both of them got a combined four points <laughs> last week so it really really yep, messed me up that's why that's why not having a quarterback right. was great for me cuz I streamed Eli and he he was one of the best quarterbacks last week so I'm I'm happy with that um as for yeah, so how, as for some tight ends mm-hmm. because tight end is a position in fantasy where 
You don't have Greg Olson. You don't have you know Jimmy Graham or Gronk. There's, a, there's yeah. a big drop. Or off. even or even Delaney Walker at this point. Yeah. It's kind of a toss up. You're kind of streaming. Uh, Travis Kelsey has been a, a tremendous streaming option. Right. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Travis Kelsey against Pittsburgh this week. But say he's gone. Um, who are you? Who are you looking towards? That's that's a good question. I would go with. You know, honestly, I'd probably go with Heath Miller this week against the Kansas City defense. Yeah, because if you're streaming tight ends. He's the guy who probably will be out there. If you're streaming tight ends, this this matchup, Kansas City is going to focus on the outside with Antonio Brown and guys like Martavis Bryant. I think the middle of the field will be open a lot this week, you know, and, and I think Big Ben needs to get Heath involved. For them to start forming that offense, it's going to be explosive in the playoffs. They've really kind of hit um, a wall here that, I mean, they can't keep relying on Le'Veon Bell. I, I, Le'Veon Bell is good to a point. He's not going to win them playoff games, I think, single-handedly. So at some point you have to form a a passing attack that doesn't rely specifically and only on Antonio Brown. So I would go with Heath Miller against Kansas City. That's going to be a big tight end game, I think, guys. Yeah, and I mean, it's really unfortunate that Dwayne Allen, cause they're not, right. they're not yeah, really he's... working him in. Like, he, he yeah. was a stud, and then he got hurt. And, and right. Kobe, Fle- Kobe Fleener... This is, just remember this. He's not not a good football player. Just not, he can't catch the football very well. He's just not a good tight end. I don't know. Let's just remember I, that. I, I had him. <laughs> I, I had him for. <laughs> I have him on my bench the, the whole year. The guy drops. Some the guy drops. Yeah, what? Two weeks. He, just, yeah, he goes off. He dropped, and, a, he dropped a wide open tight end. It really end. is yeah, feast yeah. or famine. He dropped yeah. a wide open touchdown. It's, it's feast or famine. It, it is. Really no, it is. Because there's weeks where he puts up twenty points and you're. I'm not it. talking about his fantasy consistency. I'm talking about the guy. Oh, as a football, I mean, I don't he really is care not. About that. He right. can't catch the football. Why do I care? So you you should care because he drops touchdowns. So that's why that's why it's famine sometimes because he that's drops touchdowns. That's why it touchdowns. is famine. But I mean, it is you, more you famine gotta, than you, feast. You roll the dice with these guys right. after Jimmy Graham and and after Greg Olson and all and, and the studs really the real studs the tight end. It's uh it's tough. I mean, I had Zach Ertz for a little while. Tried right, him yeah, out. Yeah. That didn't work. Brett Selleck. Those I, I, Eagles I tight ends are hit or miss too. Jason Witten for a little while. Yeah. I, I was really high on Jason Witten. I thought he was going to be good a couple of years ago, but feast or famine. All right, anything else for us? It's bad. I, you just watch C.J. Anderson against the Bengals. C.J. Anderson yeah. against the Bengals. Hmm. You got it because if Peyton if Peyton isn't healthy, they're going to feed him the rock. I well, I mean, I think you're starting him anyway, though. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I think uh, if you guys are thinking about Josh Gordon or he's, uh, uh, Josh Gordon or Cal Benjamin this week. Kelvin, I'm gonna go. You go, Ben Jamin. Think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's sad what's happened to Josh Gordon. You yeah. can't trust him anymore. You really can't. It's Johnny Manziel. It's all Johnny Manziel's fault. Everything. All right, let's. It's time to get to some Geno picks. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly <laughs> NFL predictions. We have our. Fi- oh, it's not my. It's, I don't know if I can do the segment. It's not my music. Too serious for me. It's, it's, it's week 16, so let me get a little serious. All right, first up, New England at the Jets. We got to go to the back for our picks because we are Nick and I already gave ours. Pat Burns is going with the Patriots. Don't even have to say it. What else we got? I can't. I can't hear what you're saying. He's going with the Patriots. All right, Christian, New England 31-10. Okay, all right. All right, and yeah, Nick had 42 He's right. He's right. He thinks they're going to score 10. Right. Yeah. All right, Christian. All right, Nick, uh, uh, Christian, get us started. We'll go, we'll go in reverse order. 
All right, uh, St. Louis at the Giants. I like St. Louis, 24-21. All right, Richard, what you got? Giants. I'm going to like the Giants to win this one on the road. All right. Oh, wow. That's bold. I like St. Louis. Uh, I like they have some really good quality wins this year, and their defense is pretty good, too. I like the direction that team's going. Yeah, Saint, the, Rams are, the Rams are taking this one. I'm sorry, guys. All right, let's go to Indianapolis and Dallas. Prime time. Maybe the, I really love this game this week. This is a great game. I think Tony Romo throws for three touchdowns. Andrew Luck throws for four. I'm going to go with Dallas in a shootout, 37-35. Nick. Uh, this is tough. It's it really is, tough. It is at Dallas, so I think that, that gives the Cowboys the slight edge here. And I'm going to say the Cowboys take this one. 35-31. I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, 31-28, 35-31. High-scoring game. I like the Cowboys. I'm going with Dallas, too. I don't trust Indianapolis against good teams. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with all of you and go with Indianapolis. Andrew Luck's going to commit a turnover in the first quarter, but he'll come back and lead uh, the team to victory. Cl- classic Luck. I-, I hate that guy, man. That guy turned the ball over two times in the first half and throws 60 times and had his stats and oh, he throws so much. Seattle and Arizona. Ah, uh, man, the, 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 the poor Cardinals. The poor Cardinals. Seattle, 27-14. I think the the Cardinals are going to win this game, even wow. with the third string quarterback. I think uh, it's their season some damage in the NFC West. I'm taking Seattle at home. I'm going with Seattle. Uh, yeah, no, you are going to that. I, I'm going with Seattle. I think uh, 21-13. Close game. Close game, but I think Seattle pulls it out. I have Seattle, too. If they win out, they're looking at home field advantage in the NFC. Can you guys believe that? That's crazy. No. I'm going to also have to agree and go with Seattle. And a uh, close defensive battle, 13-10. Yeah, it's... It'll be a, it'll be low scoring, but I, I think it's kind of a consensus that Seattle's gonna win. Some, I, I said Arizona. Actually, these are these so. are some. <laughs> I, I I know. <laughs> these are some. Uh, keep that keep that back there on right. record. These yeah. are some boring picks, man. Besides yeah. Indy Dallas, Denver Cincinnati. Uh, I gotta go with Denver here. I, I don't see any way Cincinnati wins this game. Yeah, we, we were Andy talking Dalton about this stinks, before uh, the you know pre-production, and I said to Christian, you know, the, the Bengals are the Minnesota Twins of football, and I, I just don't see them ever competing really. And uh, I think Denver is gonna take this one. Yeah, I, I like Denver in this one. This is a no-brainer. I'm going with Denver. I'd be more inclined to take Cincinnati if this game weren't at night. But uh, I still don't trust them in those primetime games or games late in the season. I'll go Denver. Richard? I think Jeremy Hill's going to run, uh, have a good run game, but I still think the Broncos are going to come out on top. All right, time for our upset picks. Uh, I'm looking at the Eagles-Redskins game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Redskins. I'm not going to pick the Redskins. Um, I think the Falcons, who are seven-point dogs or six-and-a-half-point dogs, I think they pull off the up. No, you know what? Nah. I'm, gonna, I'm taking Johnny Football. Wow. Three and a half point underdog. I'm taking wow. Johnny Football over the Panthers. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, let's see here. I think uh, I'm going to take Kansas City knocking off okay. the Steelers. 
three-point three line there. I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco is a one-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going with San Diego over San Francisco. This still, I, I, nah, I wish we were betting spreads or picking spreads and not picking pick them, but go ahead. I'm going to go Minnesota over Miami. Uh, Miami's kind of in a tailspin here coming down the stretch, and there's talk that maybe Joe Philbin is on his way out. Kenny, I'm going to have to go with the first uh, pick you said and agree with Johnny Football, too. I think he's going to come back and rebound and play a good game. I, I think that the, Pan- the Panthers need this game, which is why it scares me. I definitely think the Browns cover, but I, I could see Manziel coming out of a big game. I-, I don't think he'll lose faith just yet in Johnny Football. But I think we've all lost faith in humanity because Nick Legerfo is leaving us after this episode. Oh, don't say that. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> what, you, you, we're not on video. You can't, you can't draw a tear down I your know. Face. Well, I was doing it for, for you because you can see me. Yeah. Well, the, the people out there can't sentimental, see you. Sentimental value between you and I, Kenny. Always have this moment forever. Put yep. it in the archive. It, it'll be in the archive until next week. Which is week seventeen of one on one's NFL Friday. We miss you. Oh, wish you a Merry Christmas. Or if you're uh, a Dr. Dreidel fan, uh happy Hanukkah. And uh we'll be we'll be with you before the new year. So don't have to go that far. Merry what are you doing for Christmas, Nick? Anything fun? Just uh going back home and Hanging out with the family, spending some quality time and QT, with yeah, QT, watching some football. Anyone else doing anything fun? Yeah. No, Pat Burns not doing anything fun. Neither is Richard. No, no. family time. Family time. That's that's a good time. Yeah, that's no, fun. Yeah, it's it's needed. Oh, there you go. I'll I'll probably be uh, at at the Knicks game on on Christmas, wanting to kill myself. All right. <laughs> so until next week for Nicola Jerfo. Christian O'Hara with the fantasy, Richard Dean and Pat Burns in the back. Kenny Ducey signing off. Have a great holiday. And uh, please, Johnny Football, please just, just get us a win. This has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.